This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The National Weather Service confirms the inches of snow that Alabama received during this recent winter storm. Places like Winchester and Frankenwing got the highest total of snow at 8 inches. Sewanee and Florence received seven, and Lynchburg and Fayetteville received six inches. An appeal hearing is to be held this Friday before the 11th U.S. Circuit Court regarding a planned execution here in Alabama. Death row inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith is set to be put to death on January 25th by way of nitrogen hypoxia. The state of Alabama is planning to use a face mask that is placed over the inmate's nose and mouth to supply the nitrogen gas, which will then cause the person to pass out and eventually die. Attorneys for Smith are challenging this process, calling it experimental and cruel. The state of Alabama plans to defend this procedure, and the whole case could wind up before the U.S. Supreme court. Meanwhile, the United Nations is sticking its nose into Alabama's business for seeking to conduct this form of execution. The UN Human Rights Office made a statement about the plans to put Smith to death. The statement says they are alarmed at the plans to use a novel and untested method, which they say could amount to cruel and inhumane treatment of a person, which they suggest would violate international human rights law. A state lawmaker is planning to offer a bill this coming Alabama legislative session that requires law enforcement to collect fingerprints and DNA of illegal immigrants who are taken into custody here in Alabama. State Senator Lance Bell offered the same bill back in 2023, and it did pass the Senate Judiciary Committee but did not make it to the full Senate for a vote. Bell tells 1819 News this week that the U.S.-Mexico border crisis is a national security and humanitarian crisis. Bell says that every state is now a border state, and what is happening with illegal immigrants is 10 times worse than what is seen on TV. He also said that Joe Biden is a joke when it comes to dealing properly with the border. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is providing an out-of-state endorsement in an Arizona Senate race. Tuberville is backing Carrie Lake as she runs for U.S. Senate within the Republican Party. Both Lake and Tuberville are avid supporters of Donald Trump. Tuberville called Lake a teammate who is willing to go against the grain in Washington, D.C. and to fight to take freedoms back. Lake says that Tuberville shares her same drive to save this country and she is honored to receive his endorsement. Should Lake win the nomination for the Republican Party in Arizona, she would be up against incumbent Senator Kristen Sinema in this U.S. Senate race. A family from Auburn was able to witness a rescue at sea. Mary Isbell spoke with WRBL News and even sent in video that she obtained on her phone from the Royal Caribbean cruise ship where she was at. This all happened after the cruise ship came across a boat of six stranded fishermen along with one dog on board. A rescue boat was sent from the cruise ship and a surveillance plane was called in. The rescue occurred in the ocean off the shores of Cancun. The small fishing vessel was stranded due to engine failure. The men and dog had been adrift at sea for almost two days. They are now safely returned to their families in Mexico. Auburn University has hired their next offensive coordinator for the football team. Derek Nix is being tapped from Ole Miss after serving there for 16 years. Ole Miss's head coach Lane Kiffin is wishing Nix well in this new endeavor. Nix is originally from Atala, and he will be moving back to Alabama with his wife and daughter. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. With the New Hampshire primary voting less than a week away, media attention is now focused on that state. Did you know that the Republican National Committee, along with the New Hampshire Republican Party, are in a legal battle against the Democrat National Committee 
over voter ID law in that state. The Democrats are claiming that voter ID law is voter suppression, much like what was done in the state of Georgia by attorney Mark Elias and Stacey Abrams, who accused True the Vote of voter suppression for bringing to light the dirty voter rolls. True the Vote recently won that case, by the way. The Republicans in New Hampshire are defending a state law that requires the photo ID on Election Day. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel told Breitbart News that so far the RNC is engaged in 75 lawsuits in 21 states regarding election integrity. At the start of 2024, the U.S. attorney out of Washington, D.C., Matthew Graves, announced plans to go even further after those who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, even if they did not enter the Capitol building but were on the outside. Graves wants to issue trespassing charges against them at minimum, maybe even further charges if they engaged in violence. The Washington Examiner is now revealing some of the background on Graves himself, who worked on behalf of the country of Qatar. Graves was a partner at a global law firm, DLA Piper, and represented Qatar-based entities as well as banks that had ties to terrorism and Hamas. Graves disclosed his financial gain from these foreign clients when he became a U.S. attorney. He did so with the Office of Government Ethics back in 2021. The connections that Graves has with these entities is now coming to light after Republican congressional investigators and pro-Israel lawyers started to challenge the Washington, D.C. law enforcement officers for not doing more to thwart the pro-Palestinian protests that have been ongoing in that city, including just a few days ago when a big protest occurred right at the White House gates with large masses of people shaking those gates to the point where it was questionable whether they were even going to stand. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn called this latest discovery regarding graves extremely concerning, and she said that the Biden DOJ official is closely connected to entities who have funded global terrorism. Blackburn maintains that the Biden administration is full of Hamas sympathizers that need to be rooted out of serving in the federal government. Donald Trump has been flying all over the place in the past week. He spent two days in Iowa, including the Monday where he won the Republican Party caucus. Trump then headed back to New York to sit in court on Tuesday for yet another trial is getting underway against him. This one involves E. Jean Carroll, a writer and columnist who claims that Trump sexually abused her 40 years ago. The civil case was held months ago and a jury did not find Trump guilty of rape, but they also somehow found him responsible for the sexual abuse of Carol. And so now this defamation trial is underway to determine the damages that he has to pay out to Carol. Trump was in the courtroom during the jury selection and then headed out to New Hampshire to campaign there ahead of next Tuesday's election. In another courtroom, more details are coming to light about Hunter Biden. Federal prosecutors who charged Hunter with firearm violations have now revealed through their court filings that, first of all, the Hunter Biden laptop is authentically his. The FBI has known that fact for some time, despite the claims coming from the White House that it was all Russian disinformation. Further details reveal that Hunter Biden was found in possession of cocaine after white powder found on his gun case was tested by an FBI chemist and confirmed to be cocaine. All of this came to light this week in court as Hunter Biden's lawyers sought to dismiss the case. Special counsel David Weiss brought forth the evidence in order to confirm that Hunter Biden was engaged in felony drug purchases when he completed his background check to purchase a gun and then claimed that he was not addicted to any illicit substances. Fifteen media outlets are now soliciting a Cobb County judge in Georgia who is presiding over the divorce case of special prosecutor Nathan Wade. The media outlets are seeking to get the documents released that are related to the allegations against Wade as he works for the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. 
The media is now arguing that the documents are of public interest now, considering that Wade and Willis are accused of a sexual relationship where Wade financially benefited and so did D.A. Fannie Willis. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says that the Georgia Supreme Court has recognized in the past the sweeping presumption of access to such court documents as part of a democratic form of government and that the public interest in this matter cannot be overstated. Well, John Kerry is in Davos, Switzerland, rubbing shoulders with all the other global elites who think it's their right and duty to rule the world and tell the unwashed masses how to live every day. Kerry is a big proponent of climate change, as are other global elitists, who, despite telling everyone else how they should cut down on their carbon emissions in order to save the Earth, have no problem whatsoever flying in on their personal jets, which guzzle jet fuel and create carbon emissions in one flight that is more than some humans produce in their lifetime. Kerry was asked about his carbon footprint by flying in on a jet. That was done so by Ezra Levant of Revolver News out of Canada. Here's how Kerry responded. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? You think it's worth it? That's a stupid question. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world... Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. You, you being here suggests that. A stupid question. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And here's a different type of response from a PGA golfer, Grayson Murray. This past Sunday, Murray won a three-way playoff in Honolulu that will send him to other important golf tournaments. Murray played in Honolulu three years ago with a different perspective on life. He was battling alcoholism. How important is the work that you've done off the golf course, battling alcoholism, mental struggles? How important was that for you to be in the right frame of mind today? It's everything. You know, Jesus Christ is first and foremost. Without him... um, None of this would be possible, and um, he's just given me a platform to um, to write a new story, write it, write my own story, and um, I hope everyone there at home watching can um, can get a little inspiration from me. Uh, if I just help one person, that's all. That's all it takes. As a result of this win, Murray is now headed to the U.S. Open, the Players, and the PGA Championship. I knew today was not going to change my life. Um, My fiancé changed my life. Jesus Christ changed my life. Today wasn't going to change my life, but it did change my career a little bit, and um, I'm excited. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 